0: It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts.
1: As this is the Thanksgiving episode, we want to thank everyone who have joined all our platforms. Also, those who have donated to us in the past year because of which we could cover podcast expenditures.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Thanksgiving episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. This is episode 103. If you live here in the United States of America, we hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And if you live outside the US, we hope you had a great Black Friday buying and selling. We're recording today, November the 26th, 2022. I'm Warren Carr, alongside with my co-hosts, Doc Cameron, John Dyer, Miriam Mosen, Austin Pinto, and Fidan. For this episode, we will be bringing you the autofill. First of all, though, we'll start with the announcements. Then we have the autofill in our Android Basics segment. And the red-headed stranger, that's Miriam closes this episode with the CSR entry. For now, though, guys, let's go ahead and do some world checking. I do want to begin by saying that I have not been feeling very good. As you can hear from my voice, I've been very sick, all of us in my family. And um, so I'm glad to be here today. I didn't think I was going to be here today, but I'm getting better. And I'm thankful that I'm here to to do this episode with you guys and um I'm looking forward to it. John, what's going on at your end, my friend?
2: Hey Warren. Uh I'm glad you're feeling better. I hope you continue to get better. Uh we've been a little under the weather for a couple weeks as well, but it's nothing like what it sounds like your family's going through. So I hope you guys continue to recover. But you know, just had Thanksgiving, spent some time with the family, did some black friday shopping i upgraded a phone and bought some earbuds so um it, just as a last minute reminder for anyone listening to this you know fresh off the presses um you should still have one day left if you want to take advantage of google's great trade-in values and black friday pricing i think the sale goes through the 28th for pixel phones
0: that's true. And, you know, I was so sick, but yesterday though, I kind of did a little bit of, uh, you know, buying uh, just odds and ends here and there uh, just to make it fair. Um, we did not even eat <laughs> any Thanksgiving. Uh, we had someone bring our kids uh Thanksgiving meal. My wife and I were just basically laid out. We just couldn't do a thing. Um, but I managed to... <laughs> you know, get, oh, maybe three or four things yesterday while lying in bed. And so thanks to the phone and, and all of that, I was able to do some of my shopping. Austin, what's going on? Don't tell me you're feeling sick after you got bitten by England. What's up with you?
1: No, no, today is a very sad day for Mumbai, actually, because in 2008, there was a major terrorist attack. So, we pray for all those who are lost in this attack. Also, I did some Black Friday shopping. I got a new router. Because the old router, whenever I used to sit for recording, the voice, uh, the connection used to break. So, this is a new router. So, I did some Black Friday shopping. Other than that, nothing, the weather is changing here. It's getting uh, like a rainy weather. So, we may have rains this week, although it's very Unusual for December, but I don't know what's happening with the weather.
0: So do you already have your router yet, or you're still on the old one?
1: Yeah, we have a router here, new one.
0: You got you got a new one? Yeah. Oh, got it. Good for you. Uh, Doug, what's up, my man? Not much. Just, you know, trying to keep in, where it's keeping warm, less icy.
2: They're seeing a pretty massive weather shift happening here. Going from pretty nice and warm down to stupid cold, so got to keep it warm.
0: <laughs> we have the opposite this week. Actually, it's a warm week. I, I think we even got to like forty, whatever degrees. So it's it's just the opposite. Yeah. Like yeah. our
2: this last week, it was it was per- fairly warm all week. It was melting, but this coming week. Eh, Starting today, we're starting to cool off pretty drastically.
0: So, not looking forward to it. <laughs> I understand. Well, girls, I kept you at the last because we saved the best for last. Miriam, girl, what's up? That's the red-headed stranger.
1: Yeah, it's,
3: it's good here. Um, so much things have happened. I did some uh, Black Friday shopping as well. It's been a, a good week, or at least an average week, I should say. Um, the weather is starting to get so cold here, it's 15 Celsius, which if you know, um, like in terms of, of my country, especially the city that I live in, it's pretty um, cold. And we are only like in the end of November, so it's crazy. <laughs> Probably in January, it's going to get like five or even under zero Celsius. So I'm kind of a little bit worried, um, but I love winter. And yeah, I upgraded to 13 this week um, on my S21 Ultra. And, um, it's not good. <laughs> I don't like it.
0: <laughs> what happened?
3: So basically, so many apps have stopped working. I obviously suffered from this thirty two bit problem with some apps and um csr and I, I said that in my episode it has so many issues, so I'm not satisfied i'm I'm disappointed.
0: Uh, the so. confused screen reader, my dear. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I hope I hope you figure it out. Though I'm sure you'll figure it out. Feedan. done. Yeah,
4: Fidan. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not been too cold. I mean, it's it's coldish here in London, but it's not freezing cold. But we've had we've had some sun and we've had some rain the last few days. But we're getting most of the time during the day temperatures like. 12 degrees and then at night it can go down to sort of four or something um which is a bit warm for this time of year but it doesn't feel particularly warm um i bought a couple of black friday things i bought a 512 gig memory sandisk memory card for 32 pounds which i thought was a very good deal um for my samsung phone and then i also bought some hot chocolate from uh, a company we have here called Wittards. They do different flavours, and I've just had a cup of the Turkish Delight flavour one, and it was lovely. Other than that, it's just been a a normal week, really. Um, Yeah, not too bad.
0: Good. So it sounds like everyone did a little bit of uh, shopping, and that's what Black Friday is for, right? Everyone wants to get a little bit of something, and I'm glad we did. Let's now move on to announcements. Uh, Austin, what do we have in store?
1: So We have only one announcement, and that's a major announcement. We did partner with podcastpage.io and got a website redesigned. So if you go to blindandroidusers.com, you will see that the website has been redesigned. There is a new audio player which has support for timelines or chapter markers, So everyone can play the segment that they want to play and then skip forward or back.
0: I really like that because when I came across it, I'm like, this is what we need to have. And most especially having the ability to download an episode right there because some people like to download their episodes. I think this is a very good site that we got and Thanks to you guys, because it's all that donation, guys, that you have donated to us. We are signing up with these guys so that we'll be able to uh, keep things nice and simplified and easy to get for you guys. And we thank you so much for supporting us. And we're looking forward to continuing with these guys because this is the best uh, layout that we can find. Let's turn on now to the Android basic segment. And today we're talking about the autofill. We're going to keep it short and sweet because we know you guys like that autofill. First, though, we want to talk about what is autofill. Then we'll talk about who needs it, why, and how does it come in handy. Most especially after you do a reset and all of that. Let's begin by talking about autofill. John, you want to kind of get us started on what autofill feature is? Sure.
2: So um, it's basically a way to, um, you can use Google's by default, or it might be Samsung Pass by default on a Samsung phone, but you have the ability to change it to whatever provider you want. So if you use LastPass or another third-party password manager, you can use it. And what it'll do is when you go to a website or you're signing into an app, it will allow you to um, you know fill in your password and your username automatically, or you'll get a prompt to um, as soon as you put the edit field in focus, it'll usually pop up and ask you, Would you like to autofill this? and you can fill it and it also works um on websites if you're um filling in information. so if you want to save like your contact information like your address, or you want to save your credit cards, you can save that stuff too. So if you're on a web page where there's a bunch of fields that need to be filled out, um, as soon as you put one of those fields in focus, it'll ask you if you want to fill all these fields in automatically, which can be a huge help and
0: save a lot of time. Thank you so much, John. And, and here's what we're talking about. I just picked up my phone.
1: on service, heading.
0: I need to turn up that volume a little bit, don't I? Google.
1: Autofill service, not selected. Edge, enlist. So
0: I am in my autofill area now. Let me start that again. So I am in the autofill area, and if you install any of the apps that has autofill services, whether it's Microsoft Edge or whether it's uh, Firefox, or whatever, dash lane, uh, last LastPass, one password, the list goes on and on. They will show up in this area after you tap on the autofill service. Um, the default mine, like I indicated last week, mine is Google.
1: Not selected, None in list.
0: So here we, the first thing says none and
1: selected. Google. Google. Not selected. Authenticator. Not selected, Dash lane. Not selected. Edge. Not selected. Edge. Not selected. Firefox. Not selected. Tor Browser. Add service.
0: And the last one is add service. And the reason why you heard it say Edge twice is because I got two versions of the Microsoft Edge. I got the regular Edge and the Canary version of the Microsoft browsers, And that's why you heard that. And so if you install any of the um, browsers that has autofill capabilities, it will show up in this list. And so you choose the one that you prefer, or you could add a new one. And every time you install any of the um, password managers, it will show up in this list. As long as you give it permission, it'll be among these items that I just showed here. So that's how you go about um, choosing which one it is that you prefer. And like John says, the reason why we like this autofill is because it simplifies things. Uh, For example, you don't have to type things in the uh, edit fields and things like that. Once you put in the first thing in there, the whole thing gets uh, populated and comes in very handy when you're filling out long forms that needs things like your First name, last name, address, apartments, if you have one, and things like that. So, Autofill comes to the rescue. Now, let's talk about why would one need an Autofill. Why do we need an Autofill? Guys, would anyone find one reason why it is important that we need one?
1: Autofill makes it very easy Because if someone resets the phone and imagine you have like 60, 70 websites or apps that you have to type in your username, password, it'll take so much time. So Autofill makes it easy to do that.
0: Exactly, because it also, that's your password because they work hand in hand. It's a password manager and you could have 300 passwords or whatever or more. And I think one of the, Reasons or well, one of the things that people complain about sometimes with uh, the uh, Android side of things is the fact that, oh, you know, a lot of my apps didn't come back or um, things like that. I have to type in my username and my password again, and people complain ab- about that. And the reason is you use a password manager and use an autofill service, then you can bank on it that every single time that you have that new phone or you reset that phone those things are going to be there the most important thing is that you make sure that backup is turned on in that google that automatically these things get backed up now then the one thing that google does which i hope they would improve on google only allows for up to 25 mb for each app to data to be stored. And that's why um, when certain things are not brought back when you you reset your device or you go to a new device, and even though the apps are there, but some of the features are not there until you start using it, is because the backup is only like 25 MB, and that's the the problem. So with that in mind, then we know that. Whenever you're trying to um, use your autofill service, make sure you have that backup turned on in Google. And this way your stuff is going to be backed up, and you're going to be ready to go, and you wouldn't be needing to um, you know, do things manually. Yeah.
3: I think one of the most crucial things as well when it comes to Autofill, especially like with Google, is the fact that whenever you have, you know, thinking enabled and you're signing into a website through your desktop, your computer, personal laptop, or anything like that, you can actually use Autofill to also sign into those apps. uh, Once you sign in with your Google account, I think that's such a neat feature as well.
2: Yeah, that's true. And, um, I also wanted to point out, if you are using Google as your autofill service, um, it, it makes it even easier because as soon as you're, you set up your phone, you just can start signing into your apps. But if you are using a third-party password manager, the first thing you're going to want to do before you sign into anything is go to that app and sign in. So if it's LastPass, sign into the LastPass app, and then... Make sure you go into the settings and set that as your default so that when you do sign into everything else, it'll be a lot, a much smoother experience. And I also wanted to point out, I mentioned this last week, but if you are using a Samsung phone, these settings for um, autofill and passwords are not in the accounts section like they are on Pixels. They're actually further down in the settings in an area called general management. So you're going to want to look in general management. And then you'll find passwords and autofill in there, and that's where you can set your default password manager and autofill yes. manager.
3: I also have to add, in terms of Samsung phones as well, whenever you go to that area where you want to look at your autofill settings from that general management settings um, and autofill, as John mentioned, you'd need if you have um, a fingerprint set, like fingerprint setup, you'd need to enter that for you to get into this area, or If you don't, it'll ask you to actually enter your Samsung account password. So make sure to have that.
0: There's something that John mentioned, which is very important. If you're using a uh, third-party autofill service, say Dashlane, for example, that I have. Now, what happens is that if you reset your device, for example, and you come back, you will need to remember that master password for that um, service, or else you're not going to be able to use it. So that's the difference between this and what Google uh, services are, because uh, it's with Google, it's already part of your stuff, and so you don't have to do that. It, it, everything is there, so that's one thing to remember. So if you're using a third-party uh, autofill service, like Dashlane, LastPass, or whatever, make sure you remember that, master password, because if you don't, you're not going to be able to use it. You'll have to choose something else. And the other thing that I think I like about um, the Google autofill service, the one we talked about last week, and it's worth mentioning here again, is that ease of um, exporting. Say you want to export your stuff to something else, and I find that Dashlin was the easiest, you know, if you to say, hey, I want to export from Google. It makes it easy to export your passwords from Google to the Dashlane uh, password manager. And I've tried a lot of them. A lot of them are very complicated, and I like simplicity. So if you're thinking of one, give the Dashlane a look if you don't want uh, the one from Google.
3: Something else I need to add is that some people, like before, we're complaining that autofill from um, this magic word, G-O-O-O-T-L-E, is
5: um, <laughs>
3: not working. Um, so to get over that or to figure it out, you need to go to accounts and then other privacy settings. And then you'd have something called Google Autofill, as you can see here. And you need to turn that switch on for it to work properly whenever you are on a browser or anything like that. Also, something else I need to add is if we go back because it kind of differs from another phone to the other. So when it comes to Samsung's autofill, auto-fill okay. So if you go to general management and then autofill and then we go to autofill with Samsung pass, with Samsung pass
5: we have settings. settings. So, Samsung pass. As I said, it
3: asked me to scan my fingerprint. And I did. So what the thing that I really like here is that we have.
5: More options. Sign an info button. Use biometrics for quick. Secure access to apps and services. Apps, websites. Manually edit Zero. Apps, websites. Four.
3: We have all the websites that use autofill that are like, because Samsung pass and autofill asks you to enable autofill if you want to. So you have all the apps that are assigned in here.
5: Manually added. Zero. And
3: manually edit, if you go in here, you can actually assign certain apps or websites yourself.
5: Credit info button. Safely store credit cards, address cards, zero, addresses, zero. Cards,
3: zero, addresses, zero. So it basically splits everything into little sections, which I think makes it way more organized when it comes to Autofill. I'm not sure about Google's though, but I think Samsung like does definitely a great job when it comes to that.
2: Yeah, I think they're both pretty similar. Yeah, um, Google, Google does the, same, the same thing. Same
0: yeah because uh that's where we saw last week in when you go to passwords and there you could see old apps with the the passwords or you could choose to add a new one manually if you wanted to so basically they do the very same identical thing and it's a good thing because you can go in here and manage those things uh if something has changed or if you need to delete something or you know totally get rid of a password for an app it's a good place to go to manage those.
4: I love that you can just do your fingerprint. It's so much easier than than having to remember a load of different passwords.
3: Yeah, but you have to have this set up in the settings. If you don't it'll ask for your password, that's like
4: but I I just Oh yeah, like, but if you turn think, it on.
3: Yeah, exactly. I think that's it's just pretty It's a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty similar to uh, iOS because I remember I used to love this on iOS. And when we got it on Android, I was really happy with that. So obviously, very really good.
0: Yeah. So what happens is that when you are setting up an app or you're logging into an app, I'm using my bank app, for for example, now. Um, some of them support by metric and some don't. And so if you, let's say I'm using my Wells Fargo bank. And when I'm trying to log in, it will offer me if I want it to. And if I opt in, then I can use my fingerprint. The same thing for PayPal and a lot of services. And so it depends on the app. It's not uh, based on what the autofill services does. The app has to support that. If the app does not support it, you can use it.
4: My bank app's interesting. It usually lets you do a fingerprint, but occasionally it'll make you type in the code.
0: But um, usually you
4: can use your, um, usually you can use your fingerprint to be quicker. But I mean, it's a uh, for the bank one that I've got. It's a five digit code that you have to have. Um, but yeah, usually you don't have to. So that's quite cool.
0: Yeah. So see, for me, the only time that I would need to put in my pin would be if, for some reason, my fingerprint is not working and I've tried it a few times then it will revert to asking for my pin and that will be the pin for my phone, you know. Um that is oh no I this is a different
4: phone. one yeah. for my bank it's a different number. And it'll say for extra security, please enter your your five digit code. Uh and and I think it tells you you'll be able to use your fingerprint next time or or something. It's probably some some uh Financial services.
2: At least Lord, they're not that they you have you put do in that occasionally password every time. <laughs> At least they let you set up a. PIN. No,
4: they most of the time I don't have to, but just very occasionally.
0: Yeah, uh,
4: and it isn't the same as the phones.
0: Yeah, some would let you do that. I mean, like my Discover card, if I wanted, I could use a PIN instead. uh So I could either use my fingerprint or I could use a PIN. The same thing is true with PayPal. If you want, you could use a PIN, and um, you could, you know, authenticate yourself that way. So different companies, you know, implement it differently. And so that's why I was saying that, you know, um, it all depends on the app and the company. Some companies may support these uh, fingerprint things or face unlock things and some don't. So it all depends on which app it is and what service one is trying to use. So having talked about this, I think that we have already talked about the advantages that I thought we'll be talking about last, and we've already talked about those, and that's especially when one uh, resets their phone and you, or you get a new phone and you're transferring your stuff to your new phone, it does come in very handy. So if you guys have any last words about this, then you could say that before we move to our next segment.
4: Can I just ask if you don't use your fingerprint for autofill, do you type in your PIN instead?
0: Yes, then you must put in your PIN. Yeah,
4: yeah, but at least it's still only one thing to remember instead of all these different passwords and and well and actually your usernames as well for different websites. Because uh, I've got two or three email addresses and sometimes I forget which one did I sign up with for this service,
0: you Exactly. Know. And, and so that's what handy. I like about Autofill because when you tap that edit field, it will show you which um, email you have for that area.
4: If you've got more than one account, for example, I've got more than one Twitter account, it'll let you choose which one you want as well if you've got more than one. And that's exactly. quite
0: handy. Exactly. As soon as you tap on that edit field, it will show you all the accounts that have the other film services. You know, like say I have Walker, a Gmail, whatever, and then I have another one, two dogs or two dogs on a farm or whatever. <laughs> so it's gonna ask which one it is. And um I choose the one that has my uh, that has that service. And it'll just populate both the uh, username and the password field, and all I need to do is just tap on login. And so, it's a very good, handy tool. I think it's probably one of the best things that I like for using the phone is that autofill service.
3: Also, something um, I need to add less nothing like that. So basically, whenever you try to sign in um, into a certain app or like yeah I mean, or a website. After you sign in and type in or your info, let's say it's it's a new website or a new app that you signed in for the first time. Samsung Pass, and I think since Android 12 and 15, if I'm not mistaken. They'll ask you if you want to add this to your Samsung autofill history. And you can either say yes or no or um, not now. And once you say yes, it's going to ask you to enter either your password or your fingerprint. So I think that's kind of a neat feature. So that way you know anytime you won't enter um like you sign into a new website you don't need to go and add that manually of course you still have this option like we showed earlier but you know you also have this option whenever like you sign in, it's going to pop up and until and, and ask you what you want to do next
4: yeah it's really good those mm-hmm. warren how come you've got edge on your phone i'm, I'm just curious because I've got Chrome. I've got Samsung Internet because it came on the phone, and I've got Chrome. I don't. I don't really need Edge on the phone. Does it do something exciting that I don't know about?
0: Ah, uh, well. So I like trying different browsers and and. Oh, okay, it. so, so it's, so it's many... a bit of
4: geeky, geeky, um, geekery. <laughs> yeah, I kind
0: it's of... a
2: it's a little more edgy. It yeah, is.
4: yeah, he's, he's on the edge of he's on the edge of uh, geekery.
2: Especially now that uh, Edge uses the Chromium engine, so it renders pages exactly, for the most part, exactly the same way as Chrome would.
4: This is why I was curious. Why would you bother with it?
2: It just depends. Like, you know, if you use... I could see how if you use Edge on your PC a lot and you want all the passwords to sync between both of them,
4: then you would use it on your phone as well. why would you use Edge? Anyway... Um,
0: well, so I used to have a lot of browsers, and as you can hear, I still have, you know, those two from Microsoft. I have Firefox. You I have two Tor,
4: versions of Edge though, not I have, just one. Wow! I have,
0: I have Brave and, and all of that, and Tor. Is um, there one
4: called Cowardly as well? If you've got Brave, <laughs> oh, I've got Tor as well. I think
0: I like it. <laughs> Maybe we should create one called the the Coward. The, the, coward the coward of the, of the county. <laughs> <laughs> the coward browser will not be able to access internet because
1: it is very coward to go on the net. It can be attacked. Yeah, right.
3: And it's going to be the least secure browser ever. like yeah. you
1: know, just... <laughs> just open a page and will be attacked.
0: <laughs> it'll, it'll be the coward of the county, and uh, yeah. no one is going to touch it. Uh, it'll and be every a time
1: something goes wrong, it
4: cries. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to no, this, this website's secure it's going to cry
3: yeah <laughs> okay.
0: all right
4: and in fact it closes itself down because it runs away it does oh yeah <laughs>
1: yes
0: and i do want to mention also that with the google as well just like miriam indicated earlier if i'm signing into something new it will ask if i want to save that to my google autofill and yeah.
4: and I you can there, choose not yes to because if no, you yeah. if you let somebody borrow your phone for a few minutes and go on their facebook or something they might say actually no i don't want you saving my password on the phone. I mean personally i never lend anyone my phone but some people might be nicer than me <laughs> Or more foolish, depending on your point of view.
0: Yeah, but um, if your phone has a guest mode, if you're giving someone your phone to use, you put them in guest mode. I just don't lend
4: anyone my phone. Yeah. I'm afraid that just, no, that does not happen. Yeah. But um as I say, there are other people who are kinder than I am. <laughs> yeah.
0: And with that now, let's turn on to the next segment. We're talking about the coming to a screen reader, which I have dubbed, or John and I have dubbed the Confused Screen Reader. And Austin would like to call Joshua. Miriam, give us a lowdown of the Confused Screen Reader.
3: A.K.A. Creative
1: Screen Readers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyhow, now here is Miriam to present something on the Confused Screen Reader.
3: Commentary Screen Reader, or the Chinese Screen Reader, has gotten really popular among blinds and visually impaired recently. And here, on the Blind Android Users Podcast, we will have a series of episodes in which we will talk about how to use the screen reader and how to get the best out of it. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of CSR's Basic. In today's episode we're going to talk about um, two things, so it's going to be split into two parts. The first thing, I'm going to talk about what are the differences that I noticed since upgrading to Android 13 and what are the things that you... Um, as, as users should be aware of. In the other part, we're gonna talk about the notification blacklist and the notification whitelist and how you can add certain notifications or certain apps to it. I know we've mentioned that a little bit um, or like in other episodes kind of briefly, but I'm gonna talk about it a little bit in more detail today since it's kind of, uh, it needs a little bit of work. Also, I'm going to talk about some of the settings that i think are really essential and that you will benefit from so first of all when it comes to android 13 what i noticed so i just updated my um s21 phone my samsung s21 plus to android 13 over the weekend and i noticed some issues and some differences with csr so in case you um obviously need or use those things in like on a daily basis, I definitely won't advise you upgrade um, until the developer releases the next build of the app, which for the most part, most likely is going to be released in December um, if things go the way they're supposed to. So the things that I noticed, the first one was that the keyboard now, when when it actually... Expands or opens it does not tell you the screen reader does not tell you whether the screen is opened or hidden and I have not experimented with talkback to be honest If you do, please let me know if talkback still works or if that's actually a gboard issue because I use um, dboard as my main keyboard i don't use samsung keyboard even though i have a samsung phone but like that's just a preference of mine so if any one of you has any other experiences or any one of you who has upgraded to android 13 and uses samsung keyboard or uses back with gboard please let me know um whether it actually works or not whether the screen reader announces when the keyboard is open or when it's hidden Note, I know we've talked in the episode before the last when we were talking about the new features in the um, commentary screen reader that was released on October 15th of 2022, I mentioned a setting that actually would disable and enable that and I made sure that this option is enabled. Personally, I'm one of those people who likes to have CSR tell me when the keyboard is hidden or open i don't like it to just not tell me especially in edit fields that are um you know made to enter passwords particularly the other thing that i noticed is that csr is now way more accurate with notifications but accurate in an annoying way what i mean by that i had um an issue with mainly speech central and voice reader I don't know why, but with voice reader now known as literary reader, it obviously literally after every sentence that the app says, it um literally reads the title of the book and the author. So can you imagine? And for me to get over that I had to Um, disable like I had to um, put the app into the um, notifications blacklist which was kind of I was kind of really happy with that that we have this option but I experimented with talkback and we obviously don't have this issue on with talkback at all so and with speech central after every chapter it reads the title three times Or sometimes for it depends I don't know (laughs) it depends on what to be honest I don't know where the problem is coming from and I have to say that even if I disabled the notifications in the blacklist which we're going to talk about in a minute still um, reader like the literal reader or speech central still send notifications and they still exist in the notification box which we um, obviously have demonstrated in earlier episodes So now let's get into our um, other part, which is, um, you know, the the more practical part and how to like do certain things with with the app. But first of all, I have to say that those are the things that I noticed. I definitely would love to know if you have any other issues that you've seen so far that um, CSR might have because it's really necessary for us to report them back to the developer and let him know so that he can actually figure them out and get them um, sold for us. Now, let's um, see how can we um, you know, put certain apps into the notifications backlist or whitelist and tell the app to actually not read those notifications from those apps if we want. So
5: Stop button. Navigate button.
3: I'm going to now I'm in my voice um, recorder app. I'm going to go to the home screen.
5: Home button. Home. Internet.
3: And I'm going to swipe down and right to go to the main menu. Main menu. Then I'm going to go to program settings.
5: Disable speech. Current talk. To- dis- program settings. Advanced settings. Back button. G to go line. back,
3: I'm going to go to the notification settings.
5: Notification reading settings.
3: Notification reading settings.
5: Notification reading we've, settings.
3: We've um went like we've gone through pretty much every single item of this me- of this like menu. I don't think there's anything new in that. Obviously, whenever there is, I would definitely let you know.
5: Notific- notification whitelist. Notification notification reading permissions on ground- notific Notification blacklist. Notifications right. containing blacklisted content will never be read, even let's if notification reading is enabled.
3: Go to so the blacklist again. Um, it re like. It won't read notifications from this app that you um, pick yourself from your you know list of apps, even if the notification settings are actually enabled to read all notifications when screen is on or off. So it does not really matter. And same goes for uh, the notification whitelist and vice versa. So it's like...
5: Notification whitelist, notifications containing whitelisted content will always be read. Even when notification reading is disabled. As
3: you can tell, it also lets me know that it's going to read those notifications from the certain app. Even if notifications, um, like notification settings, are actually disabled. Or notification reading is disabled. And I have to say, this could be really important if you don't want the app to read any notifications. And you don't want to go and disable pretty much like block all notifications from the other apps. I think this could be a really easy way to do it. So just disable reading notifications um from, you know, the top item here.
5: Automatically read notifications from the notification bar.
3: You could go here automatic,
5: automatic, don't read notifications unchecked.
3: And check this box and then
5: back button. Notification reading settings. Notif- navigate, notif- notification whitelist, notifi- notif- notification notification the,
3: the notifications white like notification whitelist and assign the apps that you want their notifications to be read I think that's a pretty neat feature so let's go to the black like the notifications blacklist and I all the settings that we're going to do and the things that are going to apply I also apply for the notification whitelist so it's pretty much similar
5: notification blacklist notification notification blacklist notific new button reader
3: notification Read. new button reader. so reader is the app that is here that i assigned to be blacklisted the notifications to be blacklisted since you know because of the issue that i mentioned earlier in, um, in the video so if you want to add a new app you would click on new button new
5: choose an application
3: and it gives you pretty much every single app here.
5: Add voice, three button navigation bar. All's our service. Three button. Add voice allowed reader. Let's, for instance, pick add voice allowed reader. Added. It. And it says added. Add voice allowed reader. Add button. Cancel button. All button. Space. Right. Add voice allowed reader.
3: Now it's added to the notifications blacklist. However, the app does not know which notifications it shouldn't read. So you can either.
5: Space. All button. Cancel button. Add button
3: hit the app button
5: text box cancel button text box and
3: paste here the types of notifications that you don't want the app to read so for instance let's talk about email if you have like obviously we have like certain different sections of email we have like the promotions we have um, the, um, inbox, the primary emails, we have the spam, we have the, um, social category. So if you want the, like the screen reader to only, for instance, read the primary notifications and not read the promotions or vice versa, you can just paste here the content that you don't want to be read and it's going to do it for you. And same goes for the whitelist, but it's kind of different because you would have to paste only the things that you want it to read, right? So, if you want it to read only certain things when notifications are disabled, and you want the whitelist, you don't want it to read every single notifications either. Still, so you can just let it know which types of notifications you want it to read, and it's going to do it for you. However, cancel button. Let's go to
5: notification black reader. Voice allowed reader. Add voice allowed reader again i voice aloud reader i voice aloud reader
3: and i have to say that so far till now it's not working so if if i voice aloud reader you know um it has a notification we have a notification new notification from it it's going to read it why because we have to either as i said yes.
5: button cancel but add button
3: assign a certain notification and add it here or cancel the button. hit
5: the all button notification blacklist
3: and all button means that I want all notifications to be blacklisted. That has that setting has to be um you know it has to be turned on first.
5: Voice allowed reader reader.
3: Let's say we want to remove it from here. That voice allowed reader. We're going to long click on it.
5: Delete that voice allowed reader. Delete that voice allowed reader. Cancel button. Okay button. And
3: hit delete, hit okay. Deleted. And it's deleted. Right and again, uh, same goes for the notifications whitelist. Now, something that I um said, um, in the episode that I was talking, you know, about the new features that got released into the October fifteenth release. Now, obviously, we have uh, the November one. It's I have like. We have gotten a new update in November. As I said, we get an update pretty much every month. Even if it does not contain new features, it always contains uh, Notification bug blacklist. fixes. So make sure to have the latest version of the screen reader. So something wrong that I said that I would like to correct because you know everyone obviously makes mistakes. So um I said there was a setting new in the menu.
5: Main menu.
3: I uh made a shortcut for it here to talk
5: to add translation automatic browse backwards full text commentary camera Rock click read all, notif- share. read all notifications
3: and i said that this setting is going to either disable reading notifications and enable them and i was wrong it actually reads you all the notifications that you have basically um same when you ask your smart assistant whether that's Bixby or Google Assistant to read you all the notifications that you have unread. So this is basically what it does. It's not um, about like disabling or enabling notifications reading, like I said
5: before. Edit no contents. Cancel button.
3: Also, in regards of the earpiece mode settings that I was talking about. Uh, in the last episode, it actually got solved in this update, which is cool. Now I have the ringtone volume turned on again, and we don't have an issue with it anymore. Fortunately, now um, I'm going to talk about something that's kind of—it has been, been bugging me a lot. It's been weird, and I didn't like it, which is the accidental touch which means um, it's actually like the companies have have you know developed this this feature so whenever you have your phone in your pocket or in a purse or anything like that and it turns on like accidentally um the screen wouldn't do anything or like enter information without you knowing uh, because like it moves against your pocket inside of your pocket or the purse or anything so they developed this accidental touch feature however sometimes it might be a little bit annoying because it works when you don't want it to it might consider your fingers accidental witch or anything like that which was kind of annoying so
5: here we have. Back button.
3: If we go to the X, ex- the advanced settings.
5: Notification reading settings. Back say. button. G2O light. notification. Pad. Extend. Advanced setting. Advanced settings. And
3: we go to operation settings.
5: Schedule task resource manager commentary. Ta- G2O web operation settings. Operation. Operation. Remember position of the focus check. Lift your finger to activate them. Lift your finger to. App- Use one finger full screen navigate. Prevent accidental touches checkbox unchecked.
3: Prevent accidental touches checkbox unchecked. Now. On my Samsung S21 Plus phone, we have um, in the settings, in the advanced settings, uh, in, you know, the, the the phone settings, we have, like, disabling accidental touch if we want. However, if you don't have this, you know, functionality on your phone, you can disable it from here. Or,
5: if you want to... Prevent accidental touches on lock screen, only checkbox unchecked unavailable.
3: Obviously, it's unavailable because here it's
5: unchecked. Prevent accidental touches, checkbox unchecked.
3: If I check it, it's going to work perfectly fine but it's unchecked so um, if you want to kind of customize it and you don't want it to work unless it's on a lock screen so you can just enable this item however I have it disabled you know in, in my phone settings anyways because it kind of annoys me to um, to an extent so I just disabled it from here and then in the latest update Or in fact, the update that was released on October the 15th, it was added and I was really happy with it. Also, note, you can actually um, access that from the main menu as well. Something else that I noticed in the latest update that many people have been requesting, um, and I'm one of them, obviously.
5: Menu customization. Here, it's
3: also in the advanced settings. If you go to other settings, in the advanced settings, settings.
5: Other settings. Other settings. Enable screen curtain on startup. Other settings. The
3: last item in the menu.
5: Enable screen curtain on startup checkbox on check.
3: Enable screen curtain on startup. So in talkback, if you have the screen curtain on, right? And you restart your phone. TalkBack is going to turn screen curtain on automatically. But with CSR, we used to have this problem where we cannot do that. The screen reader wouldn't turn on um, the screen curtain automatically, which was a problem to certain people who might not notice that when they restart their phones or anything like that. And it kind of made them a little bit annoyed. But now if you check, box, check this box, it won't be a problem anymore. You can actually um, like have that and it's going to be turned on on startup of the screen reader another thing we talked about in our october 15th slash 16th episode was the selection uh, menu which you can access it through
5: function function clear select other settings
3: copy button going to the um function menu and then um you know opening the select Dialogue, and I mentioned the fact that the developer, for some reason, in the October fifteenth episode, made it into like a word by word and um, a sentence by sentence, a paragraph by paragraph um, dialogue. Now it's back to word by word. Cancel button. Um, dialogue, is you can have it anytime, but also other settings for premium users. You can access this dialogue um, that's like you can have like paragraphs and, and sentence and all that as checkboxes through going to the main menu main menu and finding hitting more, more more uh more once
5: main menu main menu function menu advanced automatic reading mode until list browsing no browse, granular read we're care, read for whole full text full text selection full text full text selection full text selection other settings cancel button select all copy button export button we
3: have copy export select all um, all the things that uh, we have demonstrated sentences already ready, um, before word by we have word sentences word characters by word paragraphs, characters,
5: custom unchecked. paragraphs custom paragraphs custom
3: on and then the checkboxes the words as checked select boxes. all button
5: cancel button obviously
3: if you need to get out here you should press the select cancel, cancel
5: button other settings button.
3: So that's been it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it was useful to you. If you have any questions feel free to reach me up at us at com. I'd be happy to hear your feedback and questions and thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do actually have any questions, do feel free to reach out to me or to the whole podcast at us at and I hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you so much, Miriam, for that entry again from the Confused Screen Reader, Commentary Screen Reader, and you want to call it the Creative Screen Reader, or Joshua, whatever name you want to call it. Thank you so much for giving us uh, some of these entries as we continue with this Um, commentary screen readers from week to week. And with that, we probably have come to the end of this episode, though. But before we do, Austin is standing by to give you a way to contact us, most especially when you want to contact us, either by email or whatever, our social media sites, whatever it is, Austin will give you that information so that we could be in touch. Austin? And with that, we come to the end of this week's episode. From me, it's goodbye. Later. Bye-bye. Have a great week, everyone. Bye, everybody. It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.